Okay, welcome, Solomon. How are you? Well, and you, Gigi? I am doing great, considering um, uh, on lockdown. Welcome, Brent. How are you? Hello. Okay, so. Honestly, though. Hello, Branches. I'm rather enjoying the lockdown. It's been pretty fun so far. Oh, well, good. As long as you're being creative with it, you know, that's good. But, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, man, this is this is very good. It's rejuvenating. It's also causing me to cook more at home. Um, my love here, um, she... Uh, it's cooked a few meals, but I've been enjoying myself. Oh my goodness! Okay. And okay, I even right. got up one day and I cooked her a meal. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. Hold on. All right. All right. Well, welcome, um, Mr. Big. Mr. Big, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Uh, I, wait a minute. Ice princess have not no. Yeah, I'm 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 resending it because she didn't obviously get the message. So let's see if she get it this time. How you holding up up there, Mr. Biggs? Oh, we have good. everybody on board. I'm here. Oh okay. Our princess. Uh, <laughs> Solomon. Hey, God. hey, everybody. Well, guess what? <laughs> Thank you very much for joining. And now I know I can catch you guys because you guys are all in one place. All of you guys are on lockdown, so we can do a podcast <laughs> and have a good time. <laughs> so first of all, I'd like to say I'm the host, Gigi. Welcome to I'm Just Saying um, podcast. And um, we have Ice Princess. We have Mr. Big. We have Branch. And we also have Mr. Solomon, and I'm hearing a whole lot of noise in the phone. Um, please limit your um, your um, background sound, okay, so that we can have a good podcast here. So this is episode 16. I want to say welcome. This is going to be an interesting podcast because I'm sure that we're all familiar with this, and it's going to be on drugs and alcohol addictions, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm pretty sure that somebody in our family, each one of our family members we know probably have either alcohol uh, problem or either a drug addiction problem, but it's, um, it's a serious situation. And um, I'm looking forward to getting started on um, talking about it and hearing what um, you guys have to say in your perspective on you know this uh, bad situation here. Now, Think about this too, guys. We're all we're on a lockdown. Can you imagine if we have someone that um, um, that we know is on a having a drug addiction problem or alcohol problem? Can you imagine they must be going crazy with the fact that they can't, you know, get out or get the drugs that they need? And if they are, you know, are they going? Are, are they going out there to be cautious? Are they? gloving up are they wearing a mask you know so i want you guys to seriously think about that and then the dangers that they can cause not just for themselves but for other people too because they're getting this coronavirus you know so and and you know with this great pandemic that's going on out there just uh, are we finding that a lot of 
those people that are out there on the streets using drugs and out there um, that have an alcohol problem. And I'm pretty sure y'all see a lot of guys out there, uh, people out there on the benches, you know, sleeping on the streets, you know, are those the ones that are ending up in the morgue and, um, you know, in, in these little freeze uh, cooler trucks that we see out there? So I want you guys to really think about that and I want to get your perspective on that. Um, with that being said, let's go ahead and start. Now, um, first of all, everybody knows what alcohol is, right? That it's a depressant, right? Correct. Okay, yes. so, and then that drugs, of course, drugs is a substance, uh, uh, it's a substance that could be, you know, it could be a depressant or it could be a stimulant too. So we're going to go ahead and go around um, the room and whoever wants to start first, give me your take on drug and alcohol addiction, what it means to you. I guess I'll go first then. Um, so drug and alcohol addiction. Um, for me, the addiction is when it gets to the point where the person cannot stop of their own will. In addition to this, it's an everyday thing. It's an everyday thing, probably multiple times a day. Um, like I've known, I knew a young lady in the 30s. All she wanted to do was smoke weed all day long at jobs when she wasn't at work. It, it man, I don't know if I ever saw her sober. I don't think I did. And you know, um, and then those who drink alcohol, they get so point. They they drink so much. They get to the point where they are dependent on it. The body needs it now. The body cannot mm -hmm. function without it, you know. Um, so to me, the addiction is when it gets to the point where the person cannot stop of their own will and when it begins to damage them mentally and cause them to make decisions that they would otherwise normally not make. Okay. And you already answered the uh the question that I was going to include in there and, and tell us if you knew someone. So you did, you did say you knew someone that was in their thirties, you know, someone that's in their thirties that have that smoke marijuana, right. All day long, all the time. And, uh, and we're, we're, we're going to touch bases on because a lot of people think that marijuana is not a drug, you know, but it is, and it, it's an addicting drug too. What well, is, it's just not, gonna cause you to probably go out there and rob someone or whatever because you gotta get a joint or something like that. You know what I mean? Or you need to smoke some because it's um, you know, it's not like that. But at the same time it does have a type of effect on you, but we're gonna get to that See, um a little I, later. If I can ask him, you know, I know this is a, I like this topic, but it has to be had, you know, here's that uh, transparency. Uh, Solomon, what percentage of your family members do you feel that are addicted to to that? To the drugs as far as um, and alcohol, as far as family members either, are concerned? Either, either or um, people that are very close to you. I'd say probably less than 3%. Most of the people that I know within my family um, they can function without it. I know some who use it quite frequently, but no one who's addicted on that level. That that you you mean marijuana? No, no, I mean all of it. I don't know anyone. Oh, all who's... of it? Correct. Now that's now that's interesting that you said that because 
that's going to be one of my questions because um, are you saying that you know someone that do it occasionally, but they're not addicted? Because I want to know if you can actually control it. Is it a control Ooh. thing? But we'll get back. To, let, let's get let's get back to that because I want I want to still go back around the room and um, ask each each person. So okay, could I could I answer next because I've been okay, around go ahead. Of, I've been around a lot of drug addicts and alcoholics that are in my father in my family, starting with my father, you know, and uncles, you know that that was alcoholics and brothers. I went to my daddy's funeral, and two mm -hmm. weeks later, my brother was dying from alcoholism. Oh, I've had wow. family members that have lost their children because of drugs. Drug is a powerful substance. It is mentally addicting, crack cocaine. But alcohol is just like heroin. It is physically and mentally addicting. Yes. Okay. And that's because a lot of times, if you're not drinking, your body will crave it. Your liver is producing the alcohol, and it's just like you had a drink. So what would you say the percentage of your um, family members are, are, are alcohol and um, drug addicts? What I would percentage would you say? I would say 50-50. Okay. Wow. Because, yeah, because mm -hmm. my mom, she didn't drink, but, she, but my dad did, you know. So mm -hmm. every aunt or uncle didn't drink, the other ones were making up for it. Most of all my uncles was drunks or doing drugs, you know. Mm -hmm. I would say all of them, really. Both sides. Well, wow. it sounds really rough. Well, mm -hmm. it, it, it is when you're the child and you're looking and you're watching this, you know, as you grow up and you're praying that you don't be like them, you know what I mean? It's good that you're able to have that thought because some people, they just fall into that same pattern. If you exactly. see when my daddy was getting drunk and disgracing his kids, you would say so. <laughs> he was he was a disgrace. <laughs> I love my dad, but he, it was very shameful. Wow. All right. Wow. wow. Exactly. So I I would go next. That was a wow statement. Um deep. Uh I would say <laughs> I would say uh, from what I know of through my experiences of my family members, I would say about 20, 30% as well. Um, could be higher. I just don't know all, right. all of them. But I agree yeah. with what Solomon says about, I would even go deeper with addiction. Addiction could be anything. Addiction could be uh, cigarette smoke. Addiction could be uh, porn. Addiction could be food. Yes, addiction yeah. could be. Here's a point. You know, so um, there can be all types of addiction. You know, anorexia is an addiction. You know what I mean? Things like that where you you starve yourself. Um, but I know we're talking. So it it it's a it's a sensitive thing for me because, like I said, and I think we all can agree because I have family members that I really love that are dealing with it. So it, it's it's I don't know what to do. You know, I don't know how mm -hmm. to manage it. I don't know how to so. Uh, mm -hmm. but I believe yes, like what uh, uh, Miss Branch has said. It, it's it's depending on the addiction, it can really affect the mind and the body. And I've seen what it do, and it is scary. Right. Absolutely. Hmm. Um, what a, that's that's 
Very interesting. So, what about you, um, Ice Well, I think it's addiction is like, like you want to say an everyday thing. They have to have it. Their body's craving it. It's. I mean, it's the same with alcohol as well as drugs. And I know my family. I want to say forty to fifty percent that I know will. I'd like that to, uh, is either have either have like the drug or the alcohol. Okay. okay. I'd like to revise uh, something real quick. Um, I had that's previously a very said, high percentage. I had previously said three uh, percent, but now that I've been listening to you all. It may be a bit higher than that, especially because I don't know um, all of my family. And I know that, you know, because I'm adopted and I also know my biological family and my church family. I know that there's huge amounts of parts of my family that I am unaware of and that there's a lot of people within those particular groups that are involved in, in that. But I guess it was because I subconsciously tend to stay away from such that I didn't really notice or recognize there are far more people who are battling such a thing within the family. So the percentage is probably higher than that than what I previously stated. Just wanted to put that out there. Okay, I, I, I appreciate want, that. I want, um, I want to share something because I was dating a guy when I was a kid and he claimed he was smoking marijuana, but he was putting acid in my drinks. Okay, <laughs> we're going to get to that in a moment. Hold on. Let well, me uh, well, let me go and do my turn, and okay. uh, we'll finish up this round and then get to that. Um, now, with me, I can honestly say um, I wouldn't say that um, as far as with my family, my immediate family, that um, it's 50 and 50 because... I did have, you know, maybe an aunt here or there that didn't do drugs or alcohol. I, I, if, if, I, if I take a look at my um, mother's siblings, just say for, for the sake of my mother's siblings, siblings right? I can say that um, all of her brothers were alcoholics, Okay. So, and there were nine of them, told the nine of them. But of the girls, of the girls, the girls, um, and the girls, there were more girls than it was boys. And I can say that three of the girls, I can really name three of the girls that were not alcoholic. Okay? But when you consider the cousins and the nieces and stuff like that, and on and on, you you you, you know. There, don't get me wrong. We have alcoholism and drug addiction runs in our family, but I think that's typically in a large. When you're coming from a large family, you might see a higher percentage of that, you know, versus when you're coming from a small family. So I think that's where the numbers and it, it kind of sounds scary, but you know, the first thing that people want to do, especially if they're from the south. And this is something that you got to make sure of. People want to do is uncles want to get when your boys get up to when you have kids 
and your boys get up to a certain age, the uncles want to take them out and teach them how to be a man. And the first thing that they want to do is to teach them how to drink. Boy, have this. Have your first this. Have your first. Even have your first, you know, with a woman. Uh, even have your first smoke a joint, you know. They want to train them and teach them, but they don't realize what they're doing, the effects that they could do cause on this poor um, child because you're, you're setting a pattern right there for him and teaching him to become like you, you know, especially if you're an alcoholic, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I, have, I have a brother that, you know, thinks that it's okay to show uh, kids porn, you know. Um, 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 let them watch a porn movie or something like that. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Just pop upside the head, my brother. But <laughs> showing my child of this, their first well, porn, had, you know, I've had my crazy uncle, stuff I've had like my that. Uncle show me porn, so I've had that. <laughs> but that doesn't, that doesn't make it right. <laughs> that doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it right because your uncle is showing you porn when you're young like that, you know. Because guess what? There you that's when the addiction starts. You know, woo, you get caught up in that, you know. But the thing is, is that's why it's so important that you know you have to really, really watch, you know, um, um, the things that you teach your child, especially when they're coming up. But um, as far as drugs and stuff like that and alcohol, yeah, it's uh. Just what I agree with everything um, all of you guys said about the addiction and how it. Um, but I want to add that it can it can really mess your body up when you get into that. A lot of people are not aware of that. If you're an alcoholic, guess what alcohol is going to do? It's going to cause you to have liver failure. It's going to cause you to have a heart disease. Kidney it stones. can it can kidney stones. It can wake up all kinds of stuff. And a lot of people are not aware, but. Um, 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 alcohol can also cause cancer. Correct. It can also cause cancer, and that a lot of people don't talk about. But you know, and um, the drugs, the drug. Can you imagine the drug addiction that goes on? The drug addiction is the 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 the, the effects that you get from it is really really bad, and the people are not aware of that. Some I thought what some people are not aware is. We have a lot of sex trafficking in America, and a lot of older guys do get young girls addicted to to drugs and alcohol at a young age. Yeah. Plus, with the peer pressure of poverty, that's all they know is the drink. Men do take their boys and go, "Well, you know, try this shot. You can't. You're not a man if you can't swallow this whiskey." And then next thing you know, it grows. Yeah. You know? Because he, he, like he, he thinks he thinks that smoke. tequila, drinking tequila, is, is going to make him no, a man. He's gonna make him <laughs> a man. I started smoking cigarettes because I thought it made me look mature, you know, because they was carding me in my forties, you know. So, so I'm started, like, well, you, know, I would smoke cigarettes, make me look like I'm an adult, you know. I started smoking when I was young because I thought it was cool. Ooh, it uh -huh. cool. It's so cool to blow old, you know. But I'm so glad that I quit quit the smoking, you know, and left it alone because it's not cool. All you're doing is just black, black, blackening your lungs, you know, so, and you're causing oh, yourself gosh. to have um, cancer of the lungs, it's exactly, and all kind of other breathing problem, asthma, you know, any, you and, know, asthma. And with, this, and with this COVID, I'm glad, I know you're glad you stopped. 
I am very you know, because... you know, guys, I, I'd like to add something to that um, mm-hmm. because a lot of people probably have no idea. I was looking at a study the other day, and from what I read in my study, um, marijuana does help out a lot of people. Do not get me wrong. It helps out a lot of people, and it treats a lot of disease, like uh, multiple sclerosis, uh, the people who, are, who shake real, real bad. It's able to combat down tremendously. But then they, However, but then they lied about the multiple sclerosis because it does not do anything for multiple sclerosis. Hold on. Give me just Mar- a moment. Wait a minute, Martin. Uh-huh. Martin hold hold, hold on. Hold on. Let's let him finish, Brent. Go ahead. Okay, so I was stating that um, I saw some studies, like one of the studies, it showed the video, the guy was uh, shaking real, real badly. He, he smoked him a joint, and he was, he was cool as a cucumber. He was able to calm down, he was able to hold stuff. Prior to that, he couldn't even do it. You know, another disease. However, two things. One, the young people, and it's not just the young people, but there are a lot of people who don't even realize you have become addicted to marijuana. You, you become addicted to this thing because you smoke this thing every single day. You can't go without it. Number two, the study that I read states that for those who do smoke it, that actually after a certain amount of time, it can actually start providing temporary, temporary effects of schizophrenia. So it can affect the brain and make a person have very small episodes, so to speak. But people don't know about that. It also affects the lungs too, so it it it's, it affects the lungs as well. So it's it's a it's a smoke that you're putting in your lung. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know about it. I was, so I was reading something where it was saying that years ago they to use marijuana and tobacco for like smallpoxes, you know, stuff that 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 the Native American was exposed to. These things was actually helping them, but because they added extra stuff into it, you know. That's what caused all the problems. You don't suppose to smoke marijuana on a regular basis because it does cause lung problems, just like cigarette smoking does. Correct. Marijuana has been legalized before, you know, just not the first time. Right. Correct. Exactly. Correct. And cocaine, cocaine was legalized too. Heroin was once legalized as well. A lot of people are not aware of it, but if you go back in history, I'm they pretty use sure it in you'll the see. You use yeah, it in the well, army. Well, actually, it was it was used in the army, and not only that though, but it was actually used on the street. People could go, but black people couldn't go. But you could go. Uh, white people did. They were able to go into a pharmacist and go and pick up a, a their prescription of cocaine or heroin. Oh. Yeah. So oh, they could still get methadone yeah. for free. But but um, let's go back to. Um, our topic though but so you know so the the addiction is really really you will say that the addiction is really bad here in the united states because this is what is altering people's behavior and um got them you know just you know i don't know there's no reason and there's no you can't deal you you can't you can't talk to them or try to reason with them because if they're hyped up if they're feeling if they need to you know, have can't you know, with, yeah, can't keep a job. It causes them to be unstable. You know, a lot of stuff. You know, exactly. So, you know, I mean, you have a problem, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I was, I was also going to say that 
you know, they teach you that this is relaxing you or something like that. It's the same thing as when you're taking any other type of antidepressant medication. Mm -hmm. Now they're telling you, smoke a joint, it relaxes you. They're not teaching you how to relax on your own. It's just like with a lot of pain pills. It doesn't get rid of the pain. It gets you high and make you think you don't have the Correct. pain. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Exactly. I agree. You know what else is interesting? So, One thing I found out is that um, those drugs that people use, that yeah. the body is able to produce its own chemicals uh, within the brain in order to balance out the personality and such. But when you start doing drugs and stuff, the mm -hmm. body lessens the amount of chemicals and at some point it no longer produces those chemicals so, to the point where they can be effective in the body. So next thing you know, you used to be able to calm yourself down, but now you can't calm yourself down. You got to have a cigarette or you have to have some marijuana because you used it so much that your body will no longer do what it was able to do before. Exactly. Which is called withdrawals. Exactly. Yeah. Some people die from the withdrawals. They have them so bad. They die from that instead of the the addiction that they have. Have you guys ever seen this movie called The Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. I've heard yes. it, but I really wanted to see it. Oh, man. It. Now, that it. is a movie that you guys need to really, really watch because this guy is so hyped up. He has to take uppers and he has to take downers. When he's down, he needs the uppers to get him well, functioning tell, throughout the day. Talk about what he's taking. He took cocaine. Oh, everything, the day. everything. Yep. Yep. He quaaludes. He took mm -hmm. everything, everything. Along with that, he was um, um, tipping it off with alcohol, marijuana. Correct. You name it. He, every type of pill he was popping. He, I, I, I think he even did heroin, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. On a daily basis? That, that, no, no. That, that was his last resort when he couldn't that get That was his cocaine. last resort, yes. Correct. You have to see this movie. You have to see it. It's a must. You got to see this movie and watch how he functions every single day. He functions because he's on Wall Street and he's a beast on Wall Street. He's bringing in the money. He's raking in the money. You hear me? Oh, man. He's living lavishly. And he's bringing the money in, but he's doing it all because he's he's using. Um, he started off; he wasn't doing it at first, but someone introduced it to him and showed him how that he needed to, you know, uh, to get up like that, you know. And then well, I, mean, I think how did how did it go, um, uh, Mister Big, when he was um, he even introduced him to, I mean, showed him how to 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 go out there. And, Basically, cheat on his woman, you know, in order to well, get they, up, you know, and they would, they would, they would get up during the daytime. That's what it was. They would, right. um, that would get them going to make them want to, um, um, work even harder to, you know, to achieve their goals on Wall Street. Correct. Well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in sales. I'm in the sales background. I'm in corporate. Actually, I'm in yes. corporate. So that's kind of what they do. So I see it at my job. And it's oh, a stressful, yes, it's a stressful job in the sense of, so a lot of these guys utilize drugs and addictions to, to keep them up because it keeps them going a hundred, hundred, hundred miles an hour. But 
it is crazy when you see them crash. When they crash, you can see the mm-hmm. depression, you can see the, the withdrawals, and they can't function properly. But like you said, that movie reminded me of some of my peers that I work with. Uh, they, they're really good at what they do, but they always ask me, what, what is my drug of choice? And I tell them, I drink water and I don't have stress. And really, you know, I, that's how I manage it. You know, I don't really let my job bother me. My health is more important than but that addiction is real. I would see these guys. So that movie is a great movie of uh, mm-hmm. people that you can see because you can really see what it would do in the work field. And how did you did you yeah. see at the end how he remember how he drove himself? He thought he thought he drove himself um, home and that he had an accident, that everything was good. But his body was so limp. He could not even put himself, he could not even walk into to the car to get himself in the car, remember? But he Correct. got behind the wheel and nearly killed himself. He nearly killed himself. When he, when he sobered up and remembered what had happened, he remembered how he crawled out of the, what was it, a hotel or what? He, 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 he was somewhere having some type of yeah. business. Right, yep. some type of business meeting, but he had done so much drugs that he thought that he was the it, you know, that he had the stuff going. He was bad, he was walking, he was booming, he was selling, he was banging, he was, you know, convincing people and all this. And he drug himself out, he crawled out on his belly, his legs, his legs, he couldn't even, they were, they were numb and limp. You know, yeah. he he, he, get, he got behind the wheel of a car. Man, that was crazy. You know, that was so they, have some, they have some alcoholics and drug addicts. They're shy, withdrawn, and then they feel that that's going to help them, you know, because I've been at parties. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they would say, well, I'm not going to get up and dance until wait, I get my buzz on. And then they're ready to get up and dance. They don't realize they're making themselves out of a fool. You, you have know? to. But that's well, it's, it, it's, it's a chemical. It's a chemical imbalance. It's, it affects everybody. So, like mm-hmm. me, I drink, right? I drink. I'm a, I would consider myself a social drinker. Um, um, it, 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 it does. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a serin. It's a serin. It, it really does make you comfortable, make you get out of more of your shell. But it affects people's bodies differently, and that's what you have to know that. If you're a violent person or you are a person that gets behind the wheel and want to go 150 miles an hour, you know, for me, when I drink it, I know it makes me feel good and it it relaxes me. And I am more outgoing. I'm already outgoing guy, but it, it makes me even more outgoing. But I know how right. to limit myself and, right. and and I know how to take that. But what I'm nervous about is, is that, like you said, all these numbers you guys said, 50, 30, 40 percent. Do you guys believe that this is a genetic thing that can be traced down to our kids that can be? I don't I, I don't believe that. I had an uncle, you know, he was a he was really a quarter of a million dollar man. He said he had to smoke a joint to do his business. Well, like he sounds like the the Wolf of Wall Street. He he needed all those drugs <laughs> to do his was. business. He said he talked business good when he's hot. Yeah, a lot, but a lot of said. people believe that just like just like that alcoholic, <laughs> just like that alcoholic <laughs> that um that gets that alcoholic that gets um to have a drink and he believes that when he's drinking that he 
no longer uh, shy. He or she thinks that, oh, I'm on a cloud. I'm really rapping. I'm really talking. But you're not really doing it. That's not that's not the case. That's not what's happening. You know, See, you're you're really making a fool of yourself, <laughs> but you don't really know it. You and, know, <laughs> and I I so agree, and and, and I love what uh, Branches said. I, my belief, I don't think is genetically. You know, I I had a father that was addictive. Um, like I said, I got family members. Uh, you know, I got family. I believe it's a choice. Uh, this is just my belief. I, I, agree. I believe. Yeah. Okay. I believe it's a choice because again, I know that smoking cigarettes affects the lungs. I know that it it, it can kill you. I know that drugs are bad for you. Um, right. you know, when you see, you know, I got family members and friends that are, especially with the opioid, I got a lot of family members and friends that are addicted to that. And it is, I have been injured. I have had surgery where I went underneath the, the knife and was put and had to take oxycodone. And I know what it does to me. It make how it makes my body feel like, uh, Mr. Solomon said, it, it just uh, it makes you believe, and I think Branches said this too. It makes you believe that you know, but it does. It just takes. It makes your brain take the pain away, but it really is not taking the pain away. Um, it just helps you manage it. But I know that okay, I can see why this is can be an addictive. You know, because I've tried weed, I've tried these drugs, but in my brain, my thing is like I don't want that. I don't want. I don't want to keep right. doing that. I don't want the way it makes me look yeah. like a crackhead. I'm walking around with my drawers <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> right. What about what about? Hold on. What about you, Ice Princess? What What do you think? Do you think it's uh, inherited, or do you think that that it's um um uh, your choice? It's each individual choice to decide on what they want to do. I think it's the person's choice because in my family we have alcoholics and drug addicts and if it was inherited I think majority of kids or majority of this person would do either or because I know that my dad has struggled with an addiction and I came out just fine but I don't like how it makes me feel anyway when I take payments I don't like that feeling it just it's being like um, ooh, loopy and stuff like that. You, you're not mm -hmm. focused. You can't focus on if someone comes in because you're all loopy and I just feel like I'm, I'm straight up basehead when I take it. So right. Right. I think if people get addicted to those pills, it's because they're either abusing it, taking more than what they're supposed to. Because you easily, you could tell yourself, okay, I'm not going to take this no more. Right. If it's, especially if it's a certain type of way. So me personally, I don't like taking it at all. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you then, then you guys and, and each one oh, of you on. answer this. Hold, hold on, on, let me ask this. No, let me ask and then we'll come back to it. Do you think that um, is it, since it's not, uh, um, the, the majority of you are saying that it's, uh, a, um, it's a more of a choice rather than uh, inherited thing, is it possible that it could be um because it's something observed, it's behavior observed. That, 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 I, I would say that's true, yes or no, because, you know, like in South Carolina, they proved that, you know, that they contaminated the soil 
So it's like a lot of babies are born addicted to alcohol and drug in the womb because of the radiation that they was, you know, taking in the parents, not knowing it. There's a big old write-up about it, you know, that in Barnwell, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Enough to close that whole town down. Oh, wow. Well, I'll go next. Well, I've, I've heard people say crack, like they was a crack baby. So I've heard if the parent does a lot of crack, then the baby that's, that's, will turn that's, into a crack baby. That's different. And then if you crack, it'll be, you know, so I don't know if that's the same thing as being inherited down to the to the child. So, yes. So, yes, let me, I went to school for that. I have a degree in sociology. And it's called fetal alcohol syndrome, what Francis was talking right. about. So right. fetal alcohol syndrome is when the mother or f- the mother, not the father, the mother mm-hmm. is drinking during anything that you consume in your body mm-hmm. from liquor to drugs to pills to smoke. Your baby lungs, anything, that baby develops from what you are taking. And yes, so the brain becomes deformed, which has caused fetal alcohol syndrome. So yes, uh, if he gets, he will be basically, he's basically, he has no chance really because he's delayed. And then also if he gets any liquor when he gets older, he would be addicted. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly. Some of the drug baby, one woman, she had a drug baby and he was in foster care. The baby was having withdrawal something. Right. Drugs. So they, with drugs also, with drugs. So they, what mm-hmm. they do is feed the babies methadone to kind of calm them down because they're, they're needing the drug as well. Now, I know, exactly. I know some friends that are crack babies that what kind of what Ice Christian stated and they are mm-hmm. fine. I got a friend that was one, but you can kind of still see that he's delayed. He struggles in school because the brain is not fully developed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does affect them, and, and and this is something that people need to really seriously think about before they go um, putting things in their body. But if they if they know that they're using drugs or alcohol, then they what they need to do is to make sure that they don't bring a baby in this world like that. You know. But here's my to, frustration. Um, to, here's my frustration with it because I'm still answering it. Um, to answer your question, I, I truly believe it's a choice because again. I don't know about you guys. Maybe you guys can answer that, but I know me. I've tried it. I've tried. I've tried cocaine. I've tried. I've tried uh, mushroom. I've tried acid, and I've tried weed. And again, and I've tried oxycodone and they'll do the pill, the, the opioids. And again, I do not have an addictive to that those drugs because I know I do not like oh, what it feels. Okay. So let me go back then. Okay, do you think that it's a behavior observed and that's what caused you to try those things then? You wanted to try yes. because yes. people doing... I seen friends doing it. Yep, following. I seen mm-hmm. friends do it. Hey, try this, try that. More like more so, like peer pressure. More like peer pressure. I wouldn't say it was pressure because I'm not the peer pressure type of guy. But but, but you saw and you thought that this hmm, that could be interesting, so let me try. I will no. For me personally, it was I want to see what this is all about. What people are wanting to get so high on cocaine, and plus, I think mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with it because I had a a, a father that was addicted. So I wanted to mm-hmm. see why 
he was in and out, in and out, in and out. So I wanted to see, hey, okay, well, let me see what this is. But then when I tried it and then when it affected my body, me mentally, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want this no more. I tried it one time. Right. Did it. right. And, you know, like with me, I have always had a phobic of drugs, you know, and I couldn't stand really the alcohol, even when I got drunk myself, because it flashes my mind of my mm-hmm. dad, you know. But as for the as for the drugs, I was always afraid of it. Didn't want to try it because it was put on me against my right. will, you know. Yeah, so that was a bad situation like for you. Huh? But you know, I tell you, I yeah. think um, um, make an impression. That's why I, I. This is me, just me saying. Um, I think that if you make an impression upon your kids about drugs early on, it will stick. I think it will stick with them. Um, in my situation, I was uh, when I was in um, elementary school, probably like maybe fifth or sixth grade or something like that, just before middle school. Um, I got an opportunity to go to the police department, and they um, um, talked about drugs with us. And they showed all the drugs. They had uh, all the drugs, different types of drugs, LSD, acid, whatever, all on display, you know, um, for us to see. And they really, really made an impressive, an impressive, um, 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 you know, point to not to do drugs and express to us what the effects could actually be. They even showed videos with some young girls out on the streets and taking drugs and stuff, you know, and getting into the life of prostitution and then having a pimp. And, you know, I think if if kids are taught that early on, and I don't know, it's got to be a debate about what age they want to start because it's really impressive because drugs are in the elementary schools now and this. It's all over. So, you know, you you have to start very, very young teaching your children and being and, 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 and getting letting them get um, well aware and familiar with what the dangers uh, and harm of drugs and alcohol can be for them, you know, and, and also showing them the good side, what they can have if they didn't do drugs and alcohol. So I think it was impressive for me to see that. And it always stuck with me, and I never forgot about, that. To this day, I still go back to that. What about what about some of these? What about some of these smaller towns where, when you have ten-year-old prostitutes, and they're putting these kids on drugs and alcohol, so they grow up seeing this, and they and the girls growing up feel that the only value they have to them and, is and the giant. Well, I, 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 I understand you know, what you're saying. I agree because uh, in in a lot of the small towns. Is what they're doing is is not only that though, but men, you cannot if you're gonna have a party and you're gonna have uh, this type of party and you got kids around and you 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 got all these drugs on display. Um, going back to what Mr. Big said, he, you see it. If you see it and you see how the people are acting and they think kids can be 
so young and so easily manipulated at that age, they think that, you know, oh, that's cool. That's the glamorous life. Oh, wow. You know, oh, I, that's cool. I want to be cool like that. You know, they think that way. So if they see their parents and their aunts and uncles doing stuff like that, then, you know, hey. Uh, yeah, I had, I had a sister and she wanted to try some old granddaddy. You know, she was a kid, and she drank that and got Well, who really did she drunk, see drink? The old granddaddy. <laughs> my stepdad. She, she saw my stepdad, and so she drank some of that honey. And what happened? <laughs> I I tried to lock her up in the house because they didn't want you know my aunt to see her. <laughs> you know, I I was feeding her some cold wind. You feeding her to try to you know help her out. <laughs> <laughs> <Call me. laughs> she didn't care she was gone. Oh, no. <laughs> well, what happens? <laughs> but I had a lock in the house, and when I locked in the house, I, she really went and took a nap. I off remember she had some cold cool jar winnies in that, in that can. <laughs> well, I, I always had to put something in my stomach, you know? Oh my goodness! I was a kid, no. Well, see, and probably from um, observing, you know, wanted yeah. to know what was it, what what was yeah, it like, was you know, what does it taste like, what you know, what does it make you do? <laughs> you know, so, you so do? have you? So, so, uh, Gigi, have you ever tried any drugs? The only thing I've ever tried, and that was marijuana. Yes, I, I smoked and marijuana what about for else? about three months. Until I got paranoid, and then I had to leave it alone. And I was very young when I did that. Never looked back from there. Um, anybody else? The only thing I ever tried was marijuana. I don't even like it, like really taking yeah, narcotics. Exactly. I don't, even I don't like, like pain meds. I don't like the pain meds. I'm like you, Brent. I don't like pain meds. Uh, who was that that said that? Um, I think uh, I said that she don't like. Payment. I don't even like the way it makes me feel. Yeah, I don't don't give me anything that makes me nod off. I don't like that. So, what about um, Solomon and um, Ice? Have y'all had tried anything? I tried weed, but I did not like it because, like I said, it gets you to the like. I don't know how people could function. Mm -hmm. Some people drive and they walk around, but how do they do that? Knowing that it's like your head is like wobbly, but you're high and but how, it just felt really how did weird. It make you how did, did did you did you get a high off of it? Did you what you know? Like some people get like the I got a high off of it, but some people get the giggly. I didn't like the feeling. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I didn't I didn't like the feeling of it because it wasn't. It's like I wasn't focused. Right. So I like to if I'm in a room full of people, I need like to be focused. So I don't like to drink or do anything that's right. gonna you know hinder that for me. So I didn't like it. Uh, what about you, Stalin? Um, so for me, it's kind of like a. I just realized whenever I was younger, I was on pills. You know the pills that they get a person to calm them down and so forth. Whenever you're too hyper or whatever, I ache in weed or or marijuana, mm -hmm. almost to that feeling. Mm -hmm. It um calms me down. I don't really want to do anything else except whatever it is I'm interested in doing. I'm very unsociable whenever I start doing it. And then, um, but for me, 
it felt really good. It puts me in the mood. I start, you know, <laughs> I'm enjoying myself by myself. And uh, the person who was there was annoying the heck out of me because she wanted to keep talking. And, uh, and, and, and it, it just didn't work. It just didn't work for me. But kind of like, kind of, kind of like what the rest of you guys uh, said. Mm-hmm. I, I wholeheartedly believe yeah. drugs is a choice. Weed and alcohol, or drugs and, mm-hmm. and and alcohol is a choice. Um, right. I was raised with. Uh, I, I've seen people who do it. It was my cousin who introduced me mm-hmm. to marijuana, and then whenever my brothers picked me up, they really got got me into it. But I'll say this: I thank God that He always blessed me because I've ne- I've never been addicted to drugs nor alcohol. I was never one to say, oh, well, I got to have me a drink or I got to have me. Look, I don't know if you guys know what hookah is. I did hookah five times and I stopped. I get conflicted so easily, I had to stop. And so for me, I also agree that it is those who who are around me that influenced me to do it. Because had it not been for the peer pressure and so forth, I'll try this out. I probably wouldn't have done it. And then, um, but at the same time, I never wanted to be a guy who had to rely on some foreign method in order to control my emotions and control my happiness mm-hmm. and so forth. Why? Why? What made you? What made you feel that way? And to to not get in that trouble? You know, uh, I'll tell you a brief story. One day, my brother took me. And it was four of us. It was me and my brother. One of the girls that he was dating, and the girl he had tried to hook me up with, or so forth. And there was four of us. We were sitting. It was dark at night. We were just sitting in the circle. We were laughing. We were getting down, joking hard, but no one had told a joke. And so I thought to myself, if somebody walked right by, they're gonna call me a pothead. I say, this ain't how I want my life to go. I don't want people to call me potheads and and all that. And so I was like. If I'm going to go get a job, this is going to restrict me. I guess I was logical with the situation. I weighed my cons and my pros. I mean, my, my pros and my cons. And it's like, the cons overweigh the pros. It's not worth it. So I, I don't do drugs. I don't get deep into alcohol. Um, because I know a lot of people who, who do get messed up with it. And the effects that it have on them. Destroying folks' lives. You can't even, you can't even function without it. So, right, I I never wanted to be that kind of guy. So that's what we're saying, Gigi. I think it's just it's a pressure. I, I truly believe that because right here, here's what cracks me up because it's like like I said, I've tried it. I've, I I'm a guy that can say I've tried most of it. Right, I haven't done no heroin or no no right. um no meth, no meth because I, I I'm not trying to walk around here like a zombie. So. Right, um, right. But, but with liquor, right? So I know I got family members that drink. So I was like, you know, I'm a drinker. I'm a social drinker. But right. I can go months without drinking, though. I don't, it's not like a mandatory. I don't even have liquor in my house right now. So I'm, it's not a mandatory for me, right? So so I remember when I went partying, I went partying for three or four days straight and I didn't drink no water. And this frustrated me because I was like, okay, uh, I got friends that could drink like a fish. I got family members that could drink like a fish, drink all day, every day. And then nothing wow. affects their body. What is doing over the time? Well, my butt catches a kidney stone. And I'm thinking like, <laughs> how the heck do I, 
how do I heck? I only drink three, four days. Try to drink like they drink, and then I'm getting the kid, so I'm in the hospital, about to uh, about to die. And that's when I realized for me, I said, kind of like what Solomon said. I was like, man, this ain't man. This ain't, I don't I don't like the way this feels. Nope. So that's why I only do it socially every once in a while because, like he said, it makes me feel good, and then that's it. But I know how to shut it down, and I and I can go weeks and months and years. What I do not need it because I am my in my body and I can control myself, and I truly believe that. I mean, because the, the fact that it's so detrimental if you do not control it. I mean, because people people don't people never stop to realize, you know, one of the biggest things that get me is like jobs do drug testing. You know, maybe you have some way to get around it, but jobs do drug testing. Like yes. you gotta do this thing every single day. It doesn't cross your mind that maybe I maybe I wanna get something better than this, but they it doesn't seem to matter. Or every weekend, let's go out and drink. And you know what happens. You know all kind of foolishness take place, but this is what they do. It just does not make sense to me that 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 people do that so frequently. I would say, I would say that over fifty percent of America is an alcoholic, a drug addict, because America really abuse alcohol and drugs. I it's think a it's a global thing for alcohol um, and, and, and drugs. It's a global thing. You know, it's like, it's pretty much like, what? Well, how is that person built? Are they able to handle it without resorting to those methods? Are they able to control themselves? Or if someone is pressuring them into that situation, are they able to figure out how to get out? Some people don't do that. Some people just just the drugs the first thing to come you know it's, it's the drugs you know we we we're going to the drugs you know crap happens in the person's life god forbid a divorce or something take place first thing to happen oh you went to go do drugs or or, or alcohol would you consider that a weak person you know i used to work with drugs and alcohol um no i used to think that but i so I used to, to speak work. If, if they don't if they don't if, I, if, to... if, I feel like this and God forgive me if I'm wrong, but I truly feel like a person should be able to control their life and their problems without drugs and alcohol. You should not need that. You know, I agree. That, that's what I was going to say. I used to work with drugs and alcohol. I was working with drugs and alcoholics because of my own phobics. And it's, it's, it goes deeper than just somebody being weak because... One lady, she was she was a Christian, and she became addicted to the alcohol because she was in a lot of pain, yeah. and the pain medicine was not helping her. So she put herself in the treatment. There was some beautiful people there. Strong alcohol right. and drugs did not discriminate whether you're rich, poor, or whatever, because there are a lot of pressure, and you'd be surprised the or reason even, why they start or drinking or start using drugs. Just That's doing right. Drugs. I agree. I agree with Francis on that. Yeah, right. It does, and it they does. put additives in the food. They put additives in the and food. And it doesn't. Make it doesn't make more. And it doesn't make it's, you it's a weak person or a weak-minded person. But the thing is, no, is, is that you at some point though, when it comes to any type of addiction, you have to find your inner strength to yes. to, to 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 be able to fight those um those weaknesses or take those weaknesses and turn them into strength. Well, what about the woman? What about the woman? What about the woman that they gave that dog something and they had 
Well, sex with the doll. Well, she, she was she was hooked doll. on the drugs, and she needed that. She needed she needed to satisfy. Yeah, she, she, she had a she 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 had to satisfy that drug addiction problem that she had because <laughs> um she had to get. What I'm saying is she had to get the drugs. She, she was having sex with They honey. offered her. They offered her drugs. <laughs> they offered her the drugs in order to. They said if you have sex with this, you know, dog. If you let this dog do this, then we'll give you your drugs. You know what you need. So she needed the drugs. You know. Yeah. Because, oh, she did the egg. for the drugs. She not the drugs. Yeah, she, yeah, she did the act for the drugs. Exactly. They made her do. She made. Wait a minute. She she made that. They made them drug dealers made her give them all a blowjob first, and then they smart their dog to give her. You know, it's really sad. You know that that somebody is so cruel. I blame the drug dealer more than I do her. Cause we know okay, she got a problem. Let me ask you a question about that. that so it, 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 yeah, like yeah. That. not to say that the person is weak, because I, I don't. I prefer not to call a person weak. But let's say that person does not have a mm -hmm. have enough control. Are you saying that you are? Do you feel sorry for that person because of the situation? Because they couldn't get themselves out, I or feel, do feel, you feel that that person or the people around no, them should have been able to, at some point before she got too deep to stop? Because in my mind, it's not like drugs take your whole mind away in one day. This is an ongoing process. Right, so at right. some point, a, you have a choice. Yeah, if you choose, if you, if you say, okay, well, I'm going to do the drug. If you do it a second time, you chose to do that. But, you know, unless you're getting forced, let's, let's put okay, that let me, let, let me say this. Okay, I, I hear what you're saying, Solomon, which is you, you, I hear your point that you're driving. But, okay, let's go back to what Mr. Big said, that he had tried cocaine. You try cocaine how many times? Once or twice? Oh, man. What's going on? What's going yeah, on? I just got bumped out. But you got back in, so you're going to have to it show pop him up how on to the get screen. Once you go out, lines pop back up on screen. Oh. Hmm. Or you can try selling him off. No, he'll be able to use the same link. What what I what I was saying, when my uncle was dying from alcoholism, it is because they was weak and stuff like that. Even my dad with all the, the hardcore labor and stuff like that that they were going through. Right in the country, you either a lot of them are either holy than God, Christian, or they're drug addicts. But do you believe it's a choice? It's, that's the question that I'm asking. Do you believe it's a choice? It's not always a choice because you got some of these guys besides, with the sex besides that, besides being forced, do you believe it is a choice? I think, I think mm -hmm. it's a choice when you first put that joint to your mouth or whatever, that's a choice. Stay away. My 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 thing is, if you don't want to get, I mean, it, it, it's like um, Mr. Big said. I I've 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 um I've smoked marijuana, and it wasn't just one or two times. I probably did it, you know, quite a few times. But every time I did it was within a two month interval, most likely. Anything that exceeded the two month interval, I probably stopped at that point. I said, uh, I'm not doing it no more. I'm scared I won't be able to get a job. See, for me. 
certain things outweigh the uh, the benefit of it. But what about those other people? I try not to judge because I remember I had surgery, you know, and they gave me some oxycodone. But see, the thing is, I really was afraid to take it because, you know what I'm saying? Because I know it causes different problems, you know, for constipation and stuff. And I, I did not have time to be going through that. So I asked, I requested for something weaker. Yeah, well, um, I, I understand. So, but the thing is, is that um, I think that when um, we're talking about that the person is weak-minded, see, uh, what I wanted to ask Mr. Big was how many times, regardless of, even if it was once or twice that he um, tried it, some people are like, it might not even affect them that first time, you know what I mean? But it, it, and another person that come along and try it that first time, that first time they might be hooked for life from that point on. You know what I mean? So with, with Mr. Big, he was, well, he, was, he was very lucky and blessed that, that he didn't end up with a drug problem. But some people, can't do it like that. They have to one little sip and that's it. You know? And even, even like with some of the business meetings and stuff, let's go have a drink. And you begin to like these drinks and next thing you know, you are an alcoholic. I remember this guy, he he was a bum, right? And I try not to judge people. He used to ask for nickels and dimes and stuff like that. But everybody have a story. I asked mm -hmm. him, I asked somebody, why did how did he end up like this? You know, I believe in going to the source of it. Wow, his wife and daughter got burnt up in a Let house. Let me say something. Say it hold, hold on, Ice. We don't hold know. On. Ice, can you send him? Um, um, explain to uh, Mr. Big how you got back in when you were kicked out. Um, let's see. Ice? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Can you explain? Can you send him? Explain to him. I no, think that he might. King Solomon, I dropped out. Did he get back in? He's in. Oh. Uh, well, it looks like we're losing them all anyway. So, I think this is good. But what um, what we'll do because I really want to finish this, and it looks like we've been going for about an hour here anyway. But I think the the best thing is 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 that um, and every one of you guys made some good points on that. But I wanted to and I want to just ask one question and see um, between you and Brent and see yeah. what you guys think. Okay, so um, can a person control how much drugs they take on a daily basis? Okay, so um, Brad, you say you believe that they can control. So you think that they can go every day, they can go every day, say for 30, 40 years on just hitting it, like say like um, if they're doing cocaine, they can do cocaine for like, um, um, like um, I actually met someone like that that said that, that, hey, you know, I could do cocaine uh, maybe once or twice a week, and I'm good, you know. 
And that's all I do, and I don't do any more. And they never get addicted to the well, stuff. Well, you know who I feel sorry Is that possible? Hmm? You know who I feel sorry for? Let me just say this. You know who I feel sorry for sometimes? You got a lot of medical, and mm -hmm. you got, like, a lot of uh, military. A lot of military guys used to come out addicted to heroin. You know, you over there killing people are trying to get your own life saved. You know what I mean? That's not easy. So I, I try not to judge, you know, because we, we don't know what started them or how they became addicted. You know what I'm saying? Right. I understand. Mm -hmm. So even with me being exposed to it as a kid against my will, I try not to judge because I right. have worked with them. And they were some beautiful people, you know. Alcohol and drugs do not discriminate on whether you think you're weak or strong because right. nobody knows they're breaking point. Right, and exactly. So mm -hmm. what about you, Ice? Do you think that um, um, people can actually um, do a little bit of cocaine and get away with it for 30, 40 years and not I, be ever addicted to it? Or just, I believe so. You know, I used to have friends that, that would say they would do the cocaine because if they did, like if they were drinking, they only use it because they were drinking because it doesn't make them sick. So they don't have the hangover effect. As well as I've heard people say with marijuana, the same thing. And just knowing that being around, because I was around one person all the time. So I knew that they wasn't strung out on, on cocaine or anything like that. They just only did it when they drank. So they wasn't addicted to it. They just, because they don't do it every day on a daily basis and they crave it. They just do it so they don't get sick and have that hangover effect. Right, right. Well, it, well, it's like cigarettes. Cigarettes is a powerful addiction too, and even like me, when I used to smoke cigarettes, I know, I, you know, I felt that they were saying you're addicted to it. You're addicted, but you gotta really want to let it go first of all. And I just figured, do I really need it? And then I was testing myself. I wasn't craving it. Right. Like it, was, that. it was and, a and with cigarette, I think that cigarette is more of a habit forming thing. That an addiction, but you can no, control. You can be, you know, for drugs. Um, you don't have to be addicted to it. Like I know when the doctors say with the pills, yeah. they like to only give you a small dose because it's addictive for me. How I feel is this: you'll get addicted to it if you abuse it. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been on payments for a long time and still didn't get addicted to it. I took it mm -hmm. when I was supposed to and how I was supposed to. And I think when people get addicted, they probably are on it. And then they're like, oh, this feels good. So I want to stay like this. So let me take an extra pill to see. And then that's where the addiction comes in with everything. But it can be controlled. I think it can be controlled. Right. 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 The, well, I don't know about, um, I, you know, I'm not really an expert on that. I don't know if it can be controlled. The best thing for me is I wouldn't even try it. Cause I don't want to even see because we don't know everybody's DNA is made up differently, you know, and we don't know what we're capable of, you know, once we start something or, or anything like that. So the best thing to do is just to stay away and leave it alone because I don't want to take that chance, you know, but I, I certainly don't want to test it either. And if I see someone doing it, I already know that it's not a good thing for me to be putting into my system, even though I know that food Junk food is killing us all too. All this food that they got in prison, you know, in our food is is killing us too. 
but I'd rather take my chances with the food than I would take my chances with the drugs because of, um, you know, there are so many people out there losing their lives because of drugs. We just had a young lady just got killed and we don't know if she and her people were high or doing drugs or alcohol riding down the street, but guess what? Doing drugs and getting behind the wheel of a vehicle, drugs and alcohol and getting behind the wheel of a vehicle is just not the smart thing to do. And it is very dangerous for yourself as well as others because you can take a life. You know, anything could happen. So um, to even tr try that, no. So I'd rather take my chances with, the, you know, food addiction or something, you know, something like that. But um, at the same time, you know, we have a problem here in the United States. We have a serious problem. We have a serious drug and alcohol problem and um, that constantly needs to be addressed. And if we can help someone that we know, you know, have that problem. Now, we've already gone over an hour here and this is a really good topic. So I'm going to try, if you guys are willing to come back on uh, branch, um, you and Ice Princess, and if we could get the guys not to touch anything or get kicked out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could, maybe we can finish this topic, and this will be part two for next week that we'll finish up. Because I did have, um, I wanted to uh, continue to ask uh, Mr. Big. You know, uh, was it how many times? I'm I'm curious to see how many times did he try, and um, as well as to finish hearing what um, um, Solomon had to say. So, and I do have some other questions, you know, that I would like uh, to see and get you guys' right. opinion on. Okay. Um. So I really enjoyed this. Um, okay. But from what we got, this podcast today. And from what we got today on the understanding from everyone, and this is just a recap, um, that everyone is in agreement with um, pretty much, most, most people agree that it is a behavior that is probably observed and because we all have choices to make that you wouldn't go as to say, okay, because alcoholism is inherited or handed down because that's what um, a lot of people believe. Well, you know, I, I think that it's calling them. I think calling them weak is, you know, is you know that need to be politically corrected because even some of your movie stars, your best people, famous people, are addicted. You know, what I mean? so let's let's use an example of Julie Garland. She was addicted. She was a childhood star, and you know, she. They get out here in front of all these people. They give them something. That, yeah. Just take this thing easier. But I think we all are in agreement with the fact that people use things. Uh, uh, they clutch onto things. They use uh, alcohol or drugs because, and that's something that we'll finish up talking about because because they want to, you know, yeah, like okay. uh, to relieve them, to cope with their problems, you know. There's a hundred reasons, and that's going to be one of the things that we'll pick up on next week about the reasons that they use uh, drugs and alcohol to, to like you said, yeah, to, to deal with their problems or some people to escape. They don't even want to face reality, you know. So, 
Well, you, well, you know, I look at poor Michael Jackson. He's a perfect example. When he got burned in that unit, but he was taking pain but pills he, and became But addicted. he wasn't taking pain pills. He wasn't a bad pills, pills, he, you know, he had a good heart. When he got caught in the fire with that um, Pepsi commercial, he was in such great pain that That's he needed it. But the thing is, is that I think what happened mm -hmm. is our doctors fail us. Some of our doctors back in those days and times failed their patients by not warning them that, hey, I can't, I can only give you this a certain amount of time, you know, and then you're going to have to, you're, they're going to have to find other ways to put him on that because once you take, yeah, I had a doctor that told me that um, he put me on morphine and he said, um, I had to have surgery. So he put me on morphine, he says, but I'm only going to give you a week supply until you see the surgeon. But because he said, I don't want you to take this because it's very addicting. And if you take it for more than two weeks, you will be addicted. And he warned me. He gave me fair warning. And he told me how powerful it was. He said, it's just like Heron. So I was already okay. So if you know what Heron can do to you, then you already know what the morphine is going to do. I'm going to have body aches and all kinds of stuff, and my body is going to crave that, you know, if I'm addicted to it. So that was very smart of the doctor to break it down and explain to me. But in some cases, doctors don't do that. They just pump that pill. Here you go. Here you go. Take this pill. And then people get addicted. And that, therefore, we got this big, big problem in America where everybody is on opiates and hooked on opiates, you know? Exactly. So, ladies, yes. I'm going to end this and right alcohol. now. I really appreciate you guys um, um, expressing your viewpoints and, um, and getting a chance to um, um, share in this podcast with us. And I look forward to you guys next week doing it. We're going to pick up on part two, and that's going to be drugs and alcohol uh, addiction continues, okay? Is that okay with yes. everyone? Hello? Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate That's it. That's fine. All right. You guys have a good evening. <laughs> Listen, I, I think we got some. Is those your dogs? They sound lovely. Um, oh, they was getting roused up there. So. <laughs> Three. <laughs> How many you have? Two Dotsons and a Chihuahua. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard a dog from oh, you. So I heard cute. your dog too. <laughs> I've heard I've heard Not her before. Today, my baby is quiet. So <laughs> what what what's your baby? What kind of dog you have? I know. <laughs> She's a Dotson. You got a Dotson too. No, so there, there you go. So you already know how they are. They're very high strung dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she, she's relaxing now. Don't I'm surprised. <laughs> she's relaxing. She didn't hear uh, my dog's bark. But anyway, um, <laughs> ladies. <laughs>